idea for this podcast weeks and weeks ago. It just so happened that I had it on my calendar that I was going to wake up early this morning and write the outline for this podcast. And well, not this morning, I'm recording this weeks later, but it turned out that the morning I got up to write the podcast, it happened to be the morning after the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And instantly, as I sat down to write it, you know, the message that I had planned originally, it expanded a little bit. So who knows what that message would have been. And we'll see how today goes. And of course, by the time I'm recording this, it's already June. Um, there have been even more shootings. So this is very, very real. So originally the idea for the topic for when you're hurting came to me because some friends of mine were going through a hard time. And I was thinking about their type of pain and how personal it was and how poignant. But with the recent shootings, I'm now thinking about everyone's pain, the trauma, the repeated pains we go through, um, and how we accept it. We go into shock, we feel helpless. Whether it's physical trauma or emotional trauma, many of us shut down and feel helpless. We blame the society we live in, we blame the other person. Um, if we, you know, perceive that someone's doing us wrong, we blame them. But we internalize the pain and then we keep moving on with our lives. But here's the thing about like emotions and emotional pain is that you carry that energy around with you. If you don't allow yourself to feel it, you will just carry it around with you. And it makes it so that you can't be fully present in the present, in the world as it is. The divine spirit, the source energy, God, that created this world, that is the very fabric of our souls, does not feel pain. It only knows love. Now we, as spirits and human bodies, have the human experience. And humanity certainly knows pain. That pain has always been and will always be caused by our illusion of separation. And whether that's the pain of our illusion of separation specifically or the pain caused by somebody else's illusion of separation, in, in the case of the school shooting, that young man was had this illusion of separation. If he was one with God, there's no way he could have done what he did. So that young man's illusion of separation is what is causing all of our pain. The illusion of separation in one way or another is always the source of our pain. So eventually we're going to have to heal that. We feel separate from God. And when we do, we do childish and hurtful things. We feel small and incapable, and we don't feel, you know, capable of changing the systems in which we live. We feel separate from God, so we don't even try to change our own behavior. We become resigned to the worst of ourselves because we don't realize that we are divine energy incarnate. Our illusion of separation from divine energy is the ultimate cause of all pain. If we knew that we were one with spirit, we would know we are capable of evolution. 
we are capable of change. We are capable of holding people accountable. And we would never feel compelled to say and do hurtful things if we knew that we were one with spirit, if we felt it. Because we would understand that no matter what just happened, no matter what circumstance just happened, I am already loved. I am safe. Nothing has gone wrong. So in our illusion of separation, our beautiful, strong, and resilient human hearts, they fall into despair. Our separation from God, divine source energy, the universe, pick your verb, your noun, our separation is nothing but an illusion. It's a trick of our eyes, but our pain, our pain is very real. Whether your pain is personal, perhaps, you know, caused by a close loved one, a family member, a friend, or whether your pain is impersonal. Let's say it's repeated stories from the news. In the case of mass shootings, maybe no one you know has been affected by a mass shooting, but you're seeing it over and over and over again, and you can imagine that it would happen to you. Regardless of the cause of your pain, however close or however distant, the pain is real. And here's what I mean by that. Your human body is in actual physical pain when you experience emotional duress. Did you hear that? Or are you listening? This is so important. There is research. Backs me up. Your human body is in actual physical pain when you experience emotional duress. So now here we are. I wrote, I wrote this the morning after a mass shooting, only a few hours from where my kids go to school, from where my kids play on a playground, just like carefree little kids should. And I've asked Spirit to help me heal the planet, use my life to help me help others, be love in action through me. That is, that is always my, my prayer, my ask. And so today I'm, I'm sharing the best that I know for how to deal with pain. I hope it's helpful. And if it's not, I hope you can at least feel my intention and my energy sending you love and wanting you to be as whole as possible in these times that feel so broken. Okay, so let's dive in. When you're hurting, the first step is always to have the human experience. That is the experience your soul chose at this time. And let me be clear. I'm not saying your soul chose mass shootings or that your soul chose whatever it is that's causing you to feel pain. I'm not blaming you for your situation. Your soul chose to be human. So you've got to start there. Feel your pain. Write it down. Name it. In your mind at the very least, if not on paper. Write a statement. I feel pain right now. I feel it at a level nine. That's what I wrote. <laughs> the first part of the statement is the feeling. Name the what you are feeling. And the second part is the intensity. For the intensity, write down a number on a scale of one to ten. Ten being the most intense. So a ten is the kind of intensity that will just break you completely or that feels like heaven on earth. If it's a positive emotion, a ten can be a great thing. Either way, a 10 is such a strong feeling that it feels like it might not ever end and it doesn't leave room for other feelings. A 1, you can barely even register. It's so soft. 
So you're going to write down your emotions and their intensity, and you're going to find at least three. I like to find, you know, 14 to 20. I like to really sit with the exercise and allow lots of things to come up. So I'm going to share with you the ones that I wrote before I started outlining this episode. And so I wrote them about the school shooting in Uvalde. And you're going to notice, and I always start with, I feel, I write the whole statement. For me, it gives me more ownership of the emotion than just writing angry, numb, da, da, da. Like, I like having the whole statement and owning. This is what I feel. Okay, so here we go. I feel despair. Level eight. I feel numb. I feel numb at level six. I feel resigned. I'm resigned at level four. I feel confused. Confused at level one. I feel angry. Angry at level four. I feel love. I feel love at level seven. I feel sadness. Nope, grief. I scratched that one out and wrote grief. I feel grief at level eight. Feel sadness at level six. I feel comfort. I feel comfort at level two. I feel resilient. I feel resilient at level four. I feel scared. Scared at level nine. I feel comfort. I feel comfort at level eight. Okay, I'm going to pause there because the list keeps going. But you'll notice that my emotions came up more than once. The first time I said I felt angry, I felt angry to level four. But then later on, once I acknowledged my sadness, the anger, it rose back up. And so then I felt it at a level seven. And what's happening that I don't write out, but what's happening between each feeling is that I'm thinking something. So I might be thinking, here we go, another mass shooting and feel numb. And then I write down that I'm feeling numb. And I'll realize that I'm having thoughts of not being able to do anything, of being powerless. And then I'll realize that I feel resigned. So all I'm writing down is the feeling, but there are definitely like thoughts and stories going on in my mind. The point of the exercise is to write the feeling and the intensity. Emotions are energy. They are vibrations in our body and the vibrations change. We experience a vibration and then we react to it. I experienced despair. Then upon realizing I was in despair, Again, after yet another mass shooting, I felt numb. Later on, I felt resilient. Then after realizing I felt resilient, I was thinking I'm feeling resilient about something, about moving forward in life, which then made me feel scared. Like, why do I need to be resilient? So our human body is constantly trying to keep us safe. And as we identify a feeling and allow our bodies to feel it, our bodies will then try to keep us safe from whatever is coming up. I felt anger. My body identified the anger. Then it wanted to protect me from anger. So I felt protective. Protective felt safe. So from there, I was able to feel comfort. 
but you'll notice that we, we all have emotions that do and don't feel safe. Some people know how to feel fear or don't know how to feel fear, and so they will feel anger instead. I have a hard time feeling angry, so I will either, you know, go down in vibration towards guilt or depression, um, or I'll go up in vibration towards protectiveness, defensiveness, um, but I have a hard time really welcoming the anger. So we all have those patterns. And I'm getting off the topic of hurting a little bit, but I wanted to demonstrate to you how important it is to do the exercise, to not stop at one feeling. Our brain experiences emotion as actual pain. And that is why when we are in anguish, we crumple to the floor. It's unbearable. But as we learn to identify our emotion, to label them, to allow them, we learn that emotion is really just vibration. We teach our brain that there's nothing to be scared of. There's nothing to protect us from. And personally, I don't, I don't believe that emotions become less painful the more you do it. So I don't want to set you up there to say, oh, if you'll just label them and feel them, then it won't hurt so bad. I don't believe that. I, I, the emotions are still painful. But I believe our tolerance for emotional pain increases dramatically. And there are lots of reasons to encourage you to work with your emotions, identify them and their intensity. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to give you two reasons. Because you really need to be convinced of how important this is when we're talking about hurting, when you're hurting and you're in emotional pain. So the first reason to be so intentional with your emotions is that it grounds you in your human experience. Not in the news, not in your perception of what's going on and what other people are feeling. It puts you in your head and your body in the present moment, which is important. You need to live in your reality and in the present, not in the idea of what the future holds, what your anxiety is going to tell you is going to happen in the future. You need to be in the present moment and labeling and allowing your emotions will do that. It's grounding you in your own experience. The second reason I encourage this kind of intentional method is that it helps you move through your emotions more quickly. Emotions serve to get our attention. We feel the vibrations and then we react to the vibration. We feel hungry and so we go get something to eat. We feel scared and so we find a way to protect ourselves. And when we spend time actively feeling the vibration in our body, naming them, exploring them, then the vibrations already have our attention. So we don't have to feel them as long. Pretty genius, right? All those negative emotions. If you just allowed them to come up, you name them, you labeled them, you said, oh, this part's painful. This is the part I don't like. This is really painful. That dissolves the pain faster. And I will say, the end game of working with your emotions intentionally is that you will feel better sooner. You will feel more better to begin with than if you're trying to just avoid the emotion, but also you'll feel better sooner. This may not be true in the, in the immediate future, because if you are a person that has been taught to suppress or repress emotion, then at first, it's just going to feel worse because you're not used to feeling 
shame, embarrassment, despair, whatever the emotion is, you're used to suppressing and repressing and distracting. So at first, this process will feel worse. But ultimately, if you hang in there, which I really think you should, this process will help you feel better. Okay, so now what? You've listed your emotions, you've weighted them, what's next? Okay, well, you do that until your brain stops feeding them to you. Continue doing that until you feel a sense of peace. And sometimes this process, it's only going to take you, you know, two minutes. Sometimes it'll take 20. But when you, when you intentionally focus on your emotion, it is rare that it would take 20 minutes to get to a place of peace. When you pay attention to them and you allow them, you'll be surprised at how quick things surface and then shift how much you can move through, how many layers you can acknowledge, if not heal, in a very short amount of time. It's pretty surprising and ironic because we run around trying to avoid emotion. We pick up addictive habits. We practice escapism. We distract ourselves. You know, we have all these coping mechanisms. But the truth is, if we face them head on, we wouldn't experience them long at all. The addiction, the escapism, the distracting, the avoidance of the emotion causes significantly more pain than just feeling the emotion up front as you're experiencing it. We just weren't trained to do that. Okay, so do your best to get to a place of peace. Keep writing the emotions that you're feeling and their intensity until you can feel peace. And what I mean is peace in terms of your physical body, in terms of homeostasis, in terms of your body is not still sending you new vibrations, new signals of things to be identified. So my body wanted me to remember that I'm strong and resilient. It also wanted me to remember that I'm angry and scared. My body believes that my strength and resiliency will carry me forward with a clear mind. I will take action with clarity and decisiveness. My body believes that my anger and fear will spur me into action. It will motivate me into protecting myself and my family. So my body is using my emotions to motivate me into whatever behavior my brain and body think is what is best for me. And at the point that I've given my body the microphone... It has done its job. Once my body is done with my attention, it's told me everything it has to say, it can come to a place of peace. And from there, it's time for me to do my work. And by my work, I mean work on my brain. And by work on my brain, I mean be with myself lovingly in my own mind. I'm in pain. My number one job is to love myself compassionately through the process. If you're in pain, your number one job is to love yourself compassionately through the process. Doesn't matter what the cause of the pain is. It could be someone close to you. It could be a deep betrayal. It could be the repeated trauma in the news. It could be something you did to yourself. Doesn't matter the source of pain. Your number one job is to love yourself compassionately through the process. Think of yourself as a child. Often our emotional patterns are patterns of our childhood. If you don't feel safe, when you feel angry, when you feel despair, when you feel insulted, whatever it is, 
Love on that inner child. Remind your inner child that their pain is real, but the illusion of separation from God, from spirit, that is not real. I actually, I will sort of jokingly, um, I talk about it jokingly. In my own mind, I don't talk to baby Amy, but when I'm doing this process for myself or I'm sharing with my friends, I'll be like, ah, baby Amy's upset again. You know, a lot of our emotions are childhood patterning. So in my case, baby Amy just just wants to be loved. I have a fear of being disliked. And so anytime I'm going to publish a podcast or put something on Instagram, I have this big spike in fear. Don't do it. You know, baby Amy just wants to be liked. The internet's a scary and mean place. Don't do it. And so I will talk to my inner child. I'll acknowledge the fear. I'm like, I see you. You're afraid. I get it. It can be scary. And that's all right because you're already loved. You're already one with God and anybody that anybody else can do That's just part of the illusion. Whatever they're going to say, whatever they're going to think, I probably will never know. And if I do know, that's okay. It's not going to make me any less connected to God if somebody doesn't like me. But I have to tell myself that, right? Because if I don't acknowledge the emotion and I don't talk to myself, then that fear is just sitting, waiting. It's just trying to get my attention. Amy, Amy, fear, fear, you're afraid. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But if I can talk to my fear and I can talk to my childhood self head on, then it frees me up to move forward. So remind the hurt part of you, the child part of you, and remind the whole heal part of you. Remind yourself that you are loved, that you are already whole. The pain is the human experience. It is the illusion of separation. But your soul is connected to divine divine energy at all times. Your soul is vibrating love at all times. And I want to say something here, um, just as a medium, and I'm, I'm risking being indelicate, but this is the truth as I know it from my experience, and it's my spiritual truth. And so I want to say to you that physical human death is not the worst thing that can happen. And those that, those that, physically die, that they transition out of the physical realm, they are fully reunited with God. Energetically, it's like they're the same cell. They are love. They know love and peace in ways that you and I cannot remember. We do know it, but we don't remember. And I also want to tell you as a medium, I have talked with many souls who died tragically, even violently, suddenly, unexpectedly. And many of them tell me that they did not experience the pain. As soon as their soul recognized what was going on, they left the human body and they didn't feel the pain. So I hope that brings you some comfort. The worst thing that can happen is that we stay stuck in the illusion, that we stay stuck in our human pain. Human pain is hell. It is hell on earth, and it is the only idea of hell that I believe in. That's the worst that can happen, is our human pain. 
So you have to be willing to love yourself through this process. Whatever emotion, whatever thought comes up, don't judge it. Don't judge yourself. Say, of course I'm feeling that. Of course I'm thinking that. I'm in pain. I'm having the full extent of the human experience. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful, all of it. I'm having all of it. And then love yourself. Have your back. And this is this is sort of lengthy self-dialogue, but this is a dialogue that I would have with myself if I really needed to pick myself up. I'd say, all right, Amy, I've got you. We're going to get through this. We'll discover what is ours to do. We will love ourselves and those around us. We will vote. We will seek counseling. Whatever it is we need to do, we will get clarity and we will figure out how to move forward. And Amy, when you experience more fear and more frustration, because I know and you know that you will, I will be here to remind you that it's okay. It's all part of the human experience. And I'm loving you. I'm loving you today. And I'm going to love you in the future, no matter what that is. And we got this. I know that is long and it's dorky to, you know, third name yourself, but I like to be the observer of my own life. It's like trying to be the voice of God in my own head. So say to yourself what divine healing and loving energy would say to you. Be there for yourself. Don't leave yourself out in the cold of the unidentified emotion, in the illusion of separation. If it's helpful, think of a loved one you know. The closest experience you have to unconditional love, think of them. Grandparent, aunt, uncle, teacher, doesn't matter. Whoever it is that feels to you like unconditional love, what would they say to you right now to bring you peace and comfort? No matter the human pain, the soul is one with all divine energy. The soul only knows love and expansion. So no matter the pain that you are in, you are capable of loving yourself through it. The pain is human. The love is divine. And we are all both. I love you. I am loving you in your pain. I'm loving you in your wholeness. I am loving you in your divinity. I can see all of it. You are all of it. The pain, the joy, the confusion, the enlightenment, the fear, the strength. I love all of it. Even the illusion of separation. I love it too because my soul chose it. It chose to learn these type of lessons. I signed up for these lessons and I choose to love myself through the lessons. So my friends, when you are hurting, journal your emotion. Journal them when they're heightened, when you feel stuck. Journal them when you feel numb. Journal them when you feel motivated and excited. Give your body the microphone. And once your body has had its say, it will be easier for you to connect with the voice and the experience of the divine. It will be easier for you to experience love and peace. I'm sending you all love today and every day. I wish you comfort and clarity and resolve. Be human and be divine. I hope this brought you some comfort. If it did, 
share it with someone you know that needs it. Try to journal your emotions. Let me know how it goes. I love you all. Have a divine and a human week. Until next time, loves, be well.